You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2021 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for the simplicity that you give us and yet the power. And we pray that you will help us to each know how and feel comfortable to use these simple things that you've given us, to practice them, and then help us to have someone that is willing to practice on us so that we can experience it. I pray that you will be with this class now. May it honor your name, and may we have understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're going to talk about a couple simple things this time. Well, all of it's simple. <laughs> um, yesterday we talked about steam all over our bodies, the steam cabinet. Oh, and that reminds me, someone told me after class that those the cabinet that I told you about that you can go online and for 90 to 125 or $150 you can order them. They says, go on Marketplace. And she showed me one for $20. And there was one for 35 Of course, you, if it's not local, you have to pay for the shipping. But, you know, even if the shipping is $20, that's $40. That's less than half. So um, I would go on Marketplace and look for just steam cabinet. You don't say Russian. Just say steam cabinet. And it will have, it's kind of like a cloth box, and it has a little attached steam thing that you, it pipes the steam in. And it's made so that you can give it to yourself. It has a remote control that you put the steam on and off, and you can, it has zippers so you can put your hands outside of the thing so you can, you know, wipe your sweat and, and you know, whatever you need to do. So... It's a pretty neat deal. Somebody's come up with a really nice, convenient thing. And it's completely collapsible. It's, not, it's cloth, you know. So I've, I've, I have a friend that really swears by them. Okay, so we're going to talk this morning about steam inhalation. Breathing in water vapor. Remember, we use all the forms of water. The solid form is... Ice. The liquid form is water. And the vapor form is steam. Okay. Um, breathing in water vapor from gently boiling water. It can be breathed either through the nose or the mouth, or both. And we use this to reduce upper respiratory congestion, like your nasal passages and that. It heats it up to relieve dry or irritated upper respiratory membranes. And you know, this may seem like, so what? But you know, in many countries in Africa, they have a whole season called harmaton. Does anybody know what harmaton is? At least in the country we were in. It's when the dust blows off the desert for a long time. Uh, it's a season. And, I mean, the sky is darkened because of the dust, and the, the desert is moving out into the rest of the country. And so it's a major issue, because what happens when your nasal passages are dried out? It's not just uncomfortable, but the, if, especially if it's kind of opened and dried and not moist, you are much more susceptible to getting... Uh, diseases. I had a doctor over there tell me, you know, I think if everybody could keep their nasal passages uh, moist, she says, I think we could eliminate, I think it was, um, anyway, it was a major disease. It wasn't malaria, but, and um, she says, I think we should give everybody Vaseline, although they tell you not to put Vaseline up your nose, but, you know, it, you need to keep the, the, the membranes of your nose uh, moist. That's the way God created it. And so when we have things that come and make it dry, also in the winter with wood heat in your house, that makes it dry. And that can make you stuffed up, especially at night. And really what you should do if you have wood heat is keep some a pan of water on your stove, 
probably you all do that if you have wood heat. But, um, and just keep that full and it just evaporates and it keeps a little bit of moisture in the air. So. Well, you, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to stop breathing if it gets too hot. I mean, not stop breathing. You're going to, you're going to pull away from the steam. But Vicki did tell me that she burned her lungs once with Vicks. She put Vicks in the water, and she says it has other things in it that were able to go in and do that. Um, I, I don't like the heat, so when I do it, it's, um, I come out for air quite a bit. <laughs> so I don't, and, but it does, it does keep it moist, and if it gets too hot, you know, don't get it so hot that it's uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable, it's too hot, and you need to come out for some fresh air. So, I suppose, technically you could if you didn't feel it. But, you know, most of us have feeling on our nose, and we're not going to let it happen. Okay? So, to relieve dry and irritated upper respiratory membranes. Okay, so she said she did the steam inhalation and then put, did you put your face in the cold or just wipe the cold on your face? I just washed my face off cold. Did hot and cold. Yeah, and it helped the sinus headache, yes. Well, and remember, you have sinuses up here and all in here, um, you know, so that can really be painful if you get it all infected and all that. So to relieve coughing, especially a dry cough, um, to ease difficult breathing, such as in croup or asthma. Now, we don't recommend actually doing this on a baby or a child, but I know Rich's mom, he says that she used to take them into the bathroom and turn the shower on with real hot water, and she would just take the kids in there and they'd breathe the steam. So that's another way to do it. Yeah, but you want to make sure that if you're going outside that you don't let them get chilled and because they're moist. Yes. Yes. She recommended taking them outside if it's cool to cool them. Even just going into the room, the house would be some contrast. So for children that have that problem. To loosen thick, dry, upper respiratory secretions. This may help, but when you have thick, dry, upper respiratory secretions, you know what I automatically think of? Drink, 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 and drink again and again. Because if you have plenty of water in your body, those mucus, it's the thick secretions are going to run out. So this would help but really drink. And any time you're sick, you need to be drinking, drinking, and drinking. It will wash things out. It's amazing what water. I have actually had just the first little tickle in my throat, and um, Dr. Thrash used to say a glass of water every 10 minutes for an hour. I couldn't quite do that. I was waterlogged before that, but frequently... A glass of water, and that is very helpful. I have often gotten rid of a sore throat. So water internally is just as important on an everyday thing, and this is a way to heal when you you have something that has gone wrong that hasn't been done. You can, you can, but it's very unlikely for most of us. Yeah. So. You can drink too much water, but 
most of us don't have that problem. <laughs> but if you start, um, it, because it can, like you say, take your electrolytes out and get your electrolytes off balance. So you don't want to drink too much, but like I say, most of us don't have any danger of that, do we? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. What? Yes, there is. Yeah, Pedialyte, or I, I think in, when they're dehydrated over in the mission field, a lot of times they just say some sugar and salt in, a, in water, you know, just a little bit and not a lot. What? Oh, yeah, coconut water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now this is some equipment. You can use a lot of different things. Question? Yes, uh-huh. You can, you can, you know, anytime something like that that can move into a life-threatening thing, um, I like to, it's good to try it and see how they respond. But it's good to, they'll be able to tell you when it's time to go get medical help or, you know, maybe they have an inhaler or something, I don't know. But um, you always want to be open to when it passes that threshold, they'll know when they need to get another option. Okay? So these are some, some easy things to use. Um, Let's see, it doesn't go over the list. Okay, so you need a heating source, and this is my burner today. It's a little tippy, but um, it's heated up my water very nicely. You don't have to have the water even really boiling, just so there's a little steam. And you can just do this over the stove. Um, but get the water hot first, and then you can just take a towel, even sometimes a hand towel if it's a nice big one. Once it's boiling, not boiling, it doesn't have to be boiling, uh, but just so there's steam coming off. And it's amazing how you can hardly even see it sometimes, but it's still very effective. So, And you can just put the towel over your head so you're kind of enclosing some of the steam. Now, to me, this towel is a little big because I like to leave uh, some space so some air can get in underneath. So, but just like this. And then, if it's too big, lift lift the sides up every once in a while. I hope you didn't take a picture of that. <laughs> I did not. Can you repeat it? Yeah. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> so that's why maybe a large hand towel might be good as well because I like it to come about to right here so that it, I can get some fresh air, but I'm getting the steam. And um, I like to, to, you know, because you're bending over like this for a long period of time, and most any place you put it, you're going to have to bend over. So, um, you know, I like to take a break every once in a while and come out and get some fresh air and um, then bend back over. So it's very simple. Then when you're finished, uh, you know, 15 minutes, whatever. Um, you can take a washcloth and a cool washcloth and uh, wipe your face off and then dry it real good. So that is very simple. Oh, that's true, yes. She said if you have a gas stove, be careful your, your towel doesn't catch on fire. That would not be good steam. Yes, you could. Just heat your water and take it off. Or you could use, like the picture shows, an electric fry pan. That's very, very easy. Um, you could use a crock pot, anything. You know, anything that is going to produce a little bit of steam. So Now, you'll notice here also, there is, those are pine needles. And if you have a pine needle or something around, um, to cut some up in there. It smells nice. And you know, this is why it says that there's healing in the balsam of the pine and the fir. 
And so you can just cut some up there, and it just makes it really nice. You can add like a eucalyptus oil or something as well. Smells nice, and eucalyptus is good for our for our respiratory. If you go to your local pharmacy, a lot of times you can pick up what they call menthol crystal, and you can adjust the amount of menthol that you want to put in there. And it's one to treat like a maybe a pet cold or whatever that you got away from. Okay, so menthol crystals she was telling us about. You can get them at the pharmacy, you said? Okay. Um, and it melt. you can put that in your water and you can control the amount of menthol. Okay, so she put in orange peelings, it sounds like, and to calm children down and have them breathe it. Okay. Um, Let's, oh, the umbrella is for if a person is in bed, you can put them in bed and then um, put the umbrella over them so that it kind of, and then put the steam in there and it's a, like a, a steamer. You know, it's just a way, you can put the towel over the umbrella if you need to to keep the steam in. Just make sure that they can get fresh air as well. So... Okay, I think we've talked about all this. Uh, not given to small children or the elderly if they do not tolerate heat well. You can kind of try it and see, but just be cautious with them. Um, make sure the steam is not concentrated to one area to avoid burning. And you'll be able to tell quite quickly if that's the case, because it won't feel good. Uh, make sure plenty of air is available. Okay. Okay, we're going to go to, um, okay, now a heating compress sounds like a moist, wet, hot towel, doesn't it? And that is, that is a hot compress or warm compress or whatever. This is a heating compress and there is a difference. This you don't use the heat, the body produces the heat. It's an application of cold compress on a body part, such as the throat, the chest, or a joint, which causes the body to react by producing mild, moist heat in the local area. So, when you put that cold on your neck, the body wants to warm that up. So it sends in warm blood, okay? Just like when we give you hot foot bath, it uh, tries to get rid of the hot blood and brings in cold blood. Well, this is kind of the opposite. It's going to heat up that cold compress, okay? And what comes in when you do that? What else comes in in the blood? The white blood cells, the oxygen, all the healing elements come in. So it's a different way of doing the same thing you do with hot and cold. Isn't it amazing how there's so many different ways? All you need is a rag and a piece of wool and you've got a treatment, you know? It's just amazing how adaptable it is. Anywhere you are, there's something you can do. Um, it, so it increases the circulation in the local area and brings in white blood cells and other healing elements. So for a throat compress, we'd use it for a sore throat, for tonsillitis or laryngitis. A chest compress, which Vicki is going to talk to us about in just a minute, like for a chest cold, uh, for pneumonia, coughing, asthma, it, it really helps that. Uh, for a painful joint or inflamed joint, you can do the same thing, just you know, on your elbow or whatever, the same principle. For abdominal compress, now I've never actually seen this used, but for slow digestion, constipation, or colic, you could wrap it around the um, abdomen. Okay, so 
Very simple, I'm sure a lot of you have used this. We have, we keep a kit, and it's nice to keep it all ready, um, you know, to where you don't have to go find a strip of cotton and whatever, you know, you, it's all ready. And actually this makes a nice gift for someone, to make a nice um, heating compress for the throat. Now this is just a scrap that I have from um, a sheet. You know, this is something you can do with your worn out sheets. It needs to be a nice thin, thin um, piece of cotton so that it will um, dry out quicker. It'll, um, and you get it wet in cold water. Then you wrap it around your throat. I should do this on you, hon. Not with your turtleneck underneath. You don't have, you make sure nothing is under it actually. That is very important. No pajamas. You usually wear it at night. You don't want your pajamas tucked under there because that will um, keep air coming in and it will keep the, keep the cold where it can't warm up as likely. So you put this right on the skin and then you wrap, and a lot of people use just a big, thick wool sock. Use uh, a piece of wool. Make sure, wait. You know, I never grew up doing this step, but... Yes. Um, put some saran wrap or some kind of plastic. Oh, it's right here. It's right there. Okay, naked neck. Yes. Wrap. This, this works be... really well, the saran wrap. Yeah, you could. Okay, we're tucking, we're tucking the saran wrap so that the moisture doesn't escape. Yes. But just barely tucking so you, that the wet cloth is on the neck. I've even just used a sock. Mm -hmm. A so, thin, a thin cotton sock. Yeah. But you want to make sure the wet is covered because if that has air coming in there, it's going to um, actually cause, you know, it can keep it cold instead of warming up. Then you wrap it nice with, um, and make sure the hair is out too, you don't want the hair underneath. And then you have a nice big safety pin, or sometimes diaper. you can, yeah, big. Diaper pin, you don't yeah. want a big surprise at night. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, you make sure that that covers it all so it's a bigger piece of wool than the cotton, okay? And then you can wear it overnight or at least have it on a few hours. I mean, if you have just a few hours and you have to go somewhere, put it on for a few hours. And But you want to make sure that the body has time to get it warm because it's not a complete reaction. It hasn't finished, it hasn't done its job if the body, if that area isn't nice and warm. Okay? It feels good, too. That's yeah, it does. It does. Yes, an old wool scarf works very well, just so that it can be nice and tight around it. Okay? This is itchy, however. <laughs> so I'm going to take it off. It's nice if it's not itchy. Neck will be nice and warm and pink in the morning. Yes. So in the morning when you take it off, it's good to just wipe that down with a... With a um, cold cloth and dry it real good before you go out anywhere. Okay, and Vicki is going to show us how she does the um, on the chest. Love these. Uh, let's get you the... Oh, okay. You want to just stand next to me? So I, don't I will. Go through all that. Thank you. And you can correct me if I make a this is a very simple, very comfortable treatment. I've used it on myself, my family, my children when they were little. Uh, when you start to feel congested, uh, when you feel that there's phlegm building up, and or, or, or a cough, you st you're starting to get a cough and it, it, you just can't control it, it won't stop, then 
<laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so this is very, very easy to do. So what you want to do, you can sacrifice a t-shirt, cut it, just cut the t-shirt in. You can use a cami like this, and you just cut cut it at the midriff. It's one that you're going to sacrifice. Cut, cut a t-shirt in, cut it short so it's covering your chest. This is one of the best ways to stop a persistent cough or to loosen um, cough phlegm. And what we're going to do is we're going to transform, we're going to transform a trash bag. This comes, this is just a, a trash bag. And for children, you use the tall kitchen trash bags, unscented, don't get scented bags for this. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to make a little shirt out of it. So what we're going to do is you take that shirt and you rinse it in cold water and wring it out so that it's not dripping. You cut the t-shirt so that it's right under the midriff, right up here at the chest. Pardon? Okay, so here's, here's the shirt that we're going to use. I'm going to put it here and I'm going to cut it so that it's like this. So that it's just an application to my midriff. I don't need it down into my waist. I just want to get the lung area. It's going to be wet and cold, well wrung out. You put it on, and then immediately you take your trash bag. And I, Dawn, who is a um, costume designer, helped me in the back, but you do not need her help. Um, this is would be the size I would use, and I cut in the top, in the bottom of the bag that's sealed. I cut a neck in it, and I cut two armholes. And I put it on over the wet shirt, put my arms through, cut it up to the midriff so that it's a little bit lower than that wet shirt. And then I might put a little piece of scotch tape here and here or across the neck. And then I put a snug sweater over the top. And it's very, very simple. When children are uncomfortable and they're poopy, coffee, when you feel congestion, you this is a very simple way to perhaps prevent a whole progression of illness. In the morning, your chest feels very warm, and it causes that, that flow, that ebb and flow of white blood cells and blood to the area all night long. You wake up, you will spit up uh, the phlegm that's been causing the congestion, and it's very, very simple. Yes? So the fomentation, you're doing, the, the fomentation heats you up, and so it's kind of, um, it's, it's just a different mechanism, but they all bring in fresh blood to bring in healing. And I have found when you're feeling uncomfortable and you have a, a little tickle and a cough that won't stop, this has a sedative effect and it helps you sleep, and it just works quietly all night long. It's not aggressive at all. You're not making a lot of heat and a lot of cold. It, it doesn't have all of that. It's just a simple way to boost your body's ability to get some white blood cells to the area and then increase circulation to the area. Okay, did you have Would a you question? Would you like this bag as a little gift? Yeah. <laughs> I think it will fit you. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking my shirt. Yeah. Yes. You put the shirt on. Yeah, because you know you're, you're having the treatment back here as well. Yes. And so, if you wanted to use it on your abdomen, you could just take some uh, cotton cloth, just like you did around the neck. Do it the same as around the neck, but do it around the abdomen. It just be a little bigger. I need to address that because Vix has camphor. In it. It's very rich in camphor. It will burn your lungs. You do not put Vicks in water and breathe it. In water. In hot boiling water. The, a little, yeah. I would use a little eucalyptus as well. That's yeah. the best to save this. I would not use Vicks. Okay. Where's the question? Yes, you could. You can use it on your you know, your joint, your arm, wherever. It's kind of a, you know, the thermophore and the, all that, that's good, but it takes a lot of work. And this can be a real 
um, once you get the supplies, you know, it can be a real simple thing that kind of works itself. Yes. Just like, ooh, just like we wanted to make sure that the cotton did not, the wet cotton was completely covered with the plastic, you want to make sure that that on your uh, chest is completely covered and the plastic covers it and that there's no gaps. And you may have to pin or tape or something because you want it snug on the chest. You can have it just uh, cold from the faucet. Yeah, it'll be plenty cold. I can't get this thing back on. Oh, well, I guess it's Rich's turn anyway. Let, let me finish this up real quick and see if there's... Okay. <clears throat> Be sure it's not dripping. And mold it to the area being treated. Um, yeah, I think we went over all of this. Okay. Not for use on infants. Um, again, because they're they may not have quite the response of a mature immune system and nervous system. Um, assure the patient is warm before you're starting. That is important because if they're cold to start with, they may not have the warm blood to send to that area. <laughs> uh, let's see, we, we went over all this. Okay, now this is something else, using a dry heating compress, um, if the patient is unable to, uh, a very feeble person, this would be more um, a milder treatment. You could just go through the same motions without wetting the, um, without wetting the cloth, and that would be a milder treatment, but would, for someone who couldn't handle the other, couldn't respond to the other. Okay, Rich, I think you're on. Okay, probably everyone's done this kind, haven't they? Yes. Well, I'll just give you a few more tidbits that might be helpful for you in regards to this simple treatment. So, contrast shower. Uh, alternate hot and cold shower at uh, specified intervals to increase circulation and nerve sensation. So, can you see that? So, what we're doing is, uh, so how many minutes generally of hot? This is a test. Three, and cold? 30 seconds to a minute whether you're talking to my wife or you're talking to me. <laughs> so this is the same thing, only what you're going to do, uh, you're probably aware that you, when you are applying a, a uh, hot or cold to your body, that the first time that you apply that hot or cold, that your skin is pretty sensitive to that um, temperature. But it doesn't take very long at all before your sensitivity goes down. And so you can go up or you can go down with the hot or with the cold. And that's what this is doing right here. So you'll call, start out at a, a comfortable shower temperature for three minutes and then down uh, to a not, you know, it's, it's cool, but it's not that bad for one minute. So one minute of cool. Then you can see it's coming up. And you've got two minutes, four to three minutes, uh, very warm. And then back down for 30 seconds to a minute, very cool. And up you go again, two to three minutes. And back down to 30 seconds cold. I kind of dropped the minute off there, but if you're kind of manly, a little macho, <laughs> go for the one. So you see the progression? And uh, if you were to start at this temperature or this temperature, you'd probably 
say to yourself, either in your mind or verbally, I won't do that again. <laughs> because it really would be quite uncomfortable. So uh, you want to just do, uh, do the little progression, little progression. And it's interesting, um, uh, a while back we were doing, uh, we were at a lifestyle center and had um, lots of people with diabetes. So they had a neuropathy, uh, damage to the nerves of just about everything, but it seems to kind of set in in the feet is what takes a big hit. And so what can you do for neuropathy or damage to the nerves of the, of the um, limbs or feet? So we did hot and cold. So we had two big tanks. Um, and they were great big old things. So one was hot, one was cold. We actually had ice. Uh, but we would have maybe just cold water to begin with. And we would begin to change the temperatures. And it was amazing how fast feet, their feet would adapt, adapt. Now, we stayed within the safe range of the hot. The cold, we can take down pretty cold. It's not going to bother them too much, even if there is some nerve damage. But we uh, were able to get those nerves to really begin to react. And it was, we had fabulous uh, results. Of course, they changed their lifestyle too, remember? New start. So it was in combination, but uh, we had as good as 80% uh, improvement in an 18-day period of time. And that, by the way, was on a, that wasn't like a scientific study, but we had the person fill out a, a questionnaire at the beginning, day one. Some of them were like, I don't know whether you're familiar, but some people who had the, uh, that condition, it's like walking on uh, shards of glass. So it's really, really tough on them. But we had good improvement. So it just shows the adaptation of the skin and heat and things like that. So pretty simple, huh? Okay, so when to use impaired circulation. By the way, if you have impaired circulation or you're coming down with an illness, uh, I wouldn't do it just one time. Keep in mind these hydrotherapy treatments don't ever think that they're like taking the little white pill or a little capsule or whatever, popping it in, and suddenly your symptoms go away. That is not, if that's what you're here for, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So the kind of the rule of thumb is be aggressive and be consistent. Aggression does not mean, oh, I just put so hot a water on me that I... And very no, aggression means at the first sign that you're having a problem, you are aggressive and at addressing that sign to get rid of it as quickly as possible. And then consistent is, I'm not going to do this one time a day. I'm going to do this two times a day, or I'm going to do it three times a day. So aggressive, first signs, consistent for two or three times a day, and then that isn't just that day. Do it again the next day, the next day. Depends on how aggressive the illness that you're dealing with is how many days you're going to be um, addressing it. So impaired circulation. Uh, onset of acute illness. So cold, flu, whatever. Uh, organ Relieves organ congestion. Why would it relieve organ congestion? That's right. It's flushing it in. It's flushing it out. So you're decreasing that congestion of that area. Very good. Uh, to increase white cell. Okay. Going over that. Oh, here's the equipment. <laughs> Voila. That's it. Yeah, we didn't think that it would be very good if we had a person standing there. So <laughs> we kind of kept that on the QT there. Okay. No, no models in this, in this presentation. Okay. Uh, not recommended for very ill patients. Why would that be? It's just too much. Yes. By the way, you could, I, I'm going to back up a little bit on that. Both elderly, small children, very ill. You could, you just do it super mild. 
like it's just a few degrees between the hot and the cold. So you see how you just modified it and you're still doing some good? And then the better they feel, the more you can do next treatment, you can order the next treatment, you can do it a little more high and low and hot and cold. Yes. Which was great, except that they were also putting chicken on the fish diet. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. So you have to be careful. Yes, you do. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, in this case, he would have been able to get away with a mild, much milder treatment. He wouldn't have had that trouble. And it's uh, it's kind of shocking. You you do yeah. that just one time, and then you don't you won't do that again. You... Yes, yes, yes. I'm talking about the therapist. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> right. yeah. Yes. Now let me tell. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She would do about one minute of hot and about 15 seconds of cold. <laughs> Not to tell on my wife, tell, you know, family stories, but let me tell you in regards to how effective this treatment is. Um, once again, uh, this was at another lifestyle center, but doing treatments, and we had multiple head showers. So we'd have like, I forget how many we had, a whole bunch. They're just pointing at you every direction. And then the therapist is outside, and then they go hot and cold. So they, the person in there doesn't control it. The therapist controls it. Ah, that's pretty smart, huh? <laughs> However, it's very good, and, and so you have this person that goes in. Oh, yes. Uh, if you have a Much more mild. Much more mild. Yes, that's right. That's right, because you are you're being throttled. It's like, uh, what was the term that was used the other uh, um, Governor. You're like, hey, you have a governor. And your body will say, your skin will say, I need to, to cool off. I need to warm up. But your heart is like a governor. So it can't supply. So, but if you do it very mild, you're still getting some, some, uh, reaction, uh, in the, Yes. Yeah, because it's, it's really, it's not able, it's working as hard as it can, but yeah, so you need to be very, very cautious. That's a good point. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, very good. Yes. Uh, caffeine, also nicotine. Yeah, stop smoking. Excellent. Very good. Excellent. Yeah. It's like a, a natural stimulant. Yeah, so it kind of takes the place momentarily. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. So he did the equivalent of what they, is called a wet sheet wrap, a wet sheet pack. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's very good. Wet sheet pack, we're not going to be able to do that, but the wet sheet pack has been known. They used it in um, mental hospitals. I'm not saying you need to be mental in order to do this treatment, but they use it in mental hospitals because it's very soothing and um, it calms. So if you have someone who's agitated, maybe we could be agitated, you know. Just, and you can do a wet sheet pack, and it it's very calming to the nerves. But the one thing though is you can't be claustrophobic. You, uh, that just doesn't work. So, but yes. 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 You can isolate the legs. What you might want to do is you might want to get two five gallon buckets 
and then bring that water up in the buckets way up so that it's coming way up on your leg as far as you can without the water going over the top. By the way, well, let me finish my thought. Then we'll go, we'll go to the by, by the way. The, uh, then you'll do the hot and the cold. Were you here when we did the, talked about the contrast treatments yesterday? So you'll have two buckets, two five-gallon buckets, and you will be in the warm. Start at 104 degrees if you're having circulation problem. 104 degrees in the hot. And then you can use iced water. It doesn't need to be a lot of ice, but where there's a good contrast between the 104 and the cold. And then you'll just step back and forth. Back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So that'll work. Now, uh, let's see. By the way. By the way... Oh, oh, this is so embarrassing. How many seconds was that? <laughs> Did it take for me to... Okay, yes. Yes. The wet, the wet sheet pack is tremendous for, for insomnia. Yes, any of them. Yeah, a mild hot and cold shower uh, will do a nice job. Uh, a hot foot bath will be very nice. It's very relaxing. Anything to start calming the nerves down. So, yeah, yeah. I favor. Yeah, yes. Now, okay, now, there was one, by the way, that I... I wanted to tell you about, and I'm not going to forget it, and I'm going to tell it right now, and then I'll go back to questions, okay, or, or comments. In the, in the uh, therapy, in the, you know, the multiple head shower, and this can happen in a regular shower, just like at home, but it won't be as quick. We would have individuals that we would put into the shower, turn it on, and you always start mild, milder, and when someone's circulation is not very good, they will, their skin will be kind of a pasty whitish color. And then you'll, uh, okay, so that's fine. And then you'll finish with the treatment, and that's like day one. And then the next time they have the treatment, you'll do it again, and then you'll do it again. And as you continue to do this, like every other day, I think is the way we did it, all of a sudden, it's not all of a sudden. But there will be these little blotches of red on the skin surface. So they start with almost zero reaction to this treatment. But the more you do it, there's a, blo a red blotch. And then there's another red blotch and more red blotches. And pretty soon the red blotches get bigger. And pretty soon, by the end, by the time you've done the, all these treatments, they have this pinkness to their skin. Isn't that interesting? Now, what's really going on here? Well, simplistically, what's going on is when you are under stress or you have, um, you don't have a balanced lifestyle to where you're more sedentary, um, things like that, you don't have the blood flow even, okay? And so what we're doing is when you, uh, I'll just say under stress, What's happening is the blood is actually going to the core. It's going to the organs to help the organs to do their job because they're trying to protect you to stay alive. And so you have this individual who has lots of blood in their core that is kind of congested, basically, is what's going on. And then as you challenge that body, and you're, you're actually forcing, in a healthy way, you're forcing that blood out of the core to become more even and more happy and, and it begins to come out. And the manifestation of that happiness for the body is the skin begins to turn pink and now you're getting that pink reaction. Does this, can you see that in your mind? It's pretty neat, isn't it? But it happens. So your body wants to have an even blood flow. Sometimes it just needs a little bit of help. So, yes.
Exactly, exactly. Yes. And look, I know uh, we've only got two minutes or three minutes, but you want me to just tell you real quick about the Wet Sheet Pack? Okay. So you will get a, depending on how large the person is, but usually at least a, um, a single sheet. The larger person, get a double sheet. You will soak that, what's that? Of all people saying a queen. <laughs> double sheet, let's just stick with a double sheet for now, but you get the point. It's got to be big enough to cover them. You'll soak it real, real good, then you'll wring it out. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to be on time. I've got two minutes. Here's the table. Here's the bed. You will put a uh, big, yes, but you got to have something that, so things don't get wet. So shower curtain, big garbage bag, down. Then you want a blanket. Then you want to get your uh, sheet, soak it in cold water, not warm, cold Ring it out. Go ahead and put it out. By the way, there's even a special little way that you fold it so that it's easy to fold it out and, and uh, so it's not, you're not struggling with it. Then the person gets in and you begin to cover them. Oh, can you feel this now? This cold sheet, and it is cold. And you go ahead and wrap it and you wrap it like over you have their arms out like this. You have wrap it, wrap it, wrap it. So they literally become kind of a mummy. Their only thing sticking out is just their head. And then you put the blanket all over the top of them. And uh, there, there they stay. Um, for quite a, And then you may put something over their head so their head stays uh, warm as well because you don't want to uh, have their head cold. They're, you're not going to get so blazing hot. You do get pretty warm. But... Uh, then you will be there for actually probably several hours. Uh, I can tell you that when I was taking hydrotherapy, and this was my favorite treatment on myself, somebody would do it to me, and um, the phases that I went through, I don't think this is normal, but the phases I went through was, go, oh man, this is uncomfortable. And then as you begin to relax, then it was almost like, after a while, you start warming it up, and then you kind of have this little euphoria as the blood begins to kind of flow around, and it's just so relaxing. And then before you know it, you're asleep, and you'll just sleep and sleep and sleep. So really, really neat. Neat treatment. Okay. Uh, we're done. Sorry. Now, if there are some people that need to leave right now, Please feel free to leave, and then if you have questions, we'll just stay right here. Okay. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we are so thankful again for your mercy and your grace, and we pray that you will um, help us to share that with others. Be with us as we go now to our other seminars, and uh, bless all that we do and say today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio2021 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.